Welcome to the Classification Office podcast. I am Caitlin and I'm a Classification Advisor. I am joined today by the Chief Censor, David Shanks, and Senior Advisor, Henry Talbot. Today we'll be talking about porn, specifically the survey we did last year and the follow-up in-depth research we're doing now. Kia ora, I'm David. Hey, I'm Henry. Alright, so David, porn, it seems like everyone is interested in this topic at the moment. Why is that? Look, I think it's really becoming obvious to everyone that porn is just a fact of life for young New Zealanders. Um, And we're seeing that it's also a big concern for parents and educators and frontline services. When I talk at conferences or if I engage with community groups, I'm usually going to be asked about pornography. Last year, we did a survey with young people about porn. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, look, last year we surveyed more than 2,000 young New Zealanders. Um, These were teenagers aged 14 to 17 for our research project, New Zealand Youth and Porn. And this was was a groundbreaking study with uh, nearly 1% of all young New Zealanders in that age group participating. And we found from that survey that most young people in New Zealand have seen porn. Um, One in four young people first saw porn by the age of 12, and three out of four have seen it by the age of 17. Most young people weren't seeking out pornography when they first saw it, but they came across it anyway. So there were some surprises in there as well. Um, uh, We found that regular use was actually far lower than what we expected, and um, even if you take into account the, uh, you know, people under-reporting maybe that they looked at porn quite often, um, and that's something that we're, we're keen to hear more about when we when we do the next study. We also found that girls and boys were looking at porn for a lot of the same reasons, so that it was a, it was a bit more of a complex picture than you sometimes hear about, I guess. Henry, you currently are the lead on stage two of the porn research. What is the second stage? Um, so the survey answered a lot of questions about young people's experience with porn, but it also raised uh, it raised a lot of questions as well. So those are really nuanced ones. They're ones that you can't do so well in a survey, and uh, they can only really be answered with those in-depth interviews that we've gone uh, gone with. It was also a really good chance to uh, get uh, feedback from demographic groups that weren't, you know, they're, they're not as well represented in the survey format, so Māori Pacifica, um, Rainbow Community, etc. Then something that really struck me was that um, most of the young people we were talking to um, felt that porn could influence people's behaviour and attitudes. And that's something we had seen expressed in research or commentators in this area, but it was really interesting to see young people uh, reflect that. And generally, young people were telling us that they thought that the influence could be a negative one. And... Commonly, they would talk about the risk that porn might promote false expectations or unhealthy views about sex and relationships. Um, Some teens also told us that they thought that porn had some positive influences as well. A lot of young people um, talked about how they used porn as a way of learning about sex, and some told us that porn was the primary way that they learned about sex. Porn is such a controversial topic, and everyone seems to have an opinion. What are both of your thoughts on this? 
Look, um, just about anyone that you talk to, most or if not all experts with any credibility will tell you that porn is a terrible resource for learning about sex and what sex is, and I agree with that. But the fact is, teenagers are teenagers, and naturally they're curious about sex, and the reality is we're giving them devices like smartphones at younger and younger ages. And that obviously means that porn can be only a couple of clicks away at any time. So children and young people now have access to what has traditionally been limited to an adult product. Um, and I don't think anyone right now fully understands what the implications this might have on their relationships and behaviours. Yeah, uh, you're right, Caitlin. People definitely uh, do tend to have an opinion on this subject, and they tend to have pretty strong opinions about it often as well. Um, often the loudest voices can be pretty polarizing and simplistic and the kinds of messages that, that young people are getting. And we know from, from the research we've done and, and also the, uh, the information we're getting in from our current stage of research that that kind of way of talking about it can be a bit off-putting for young people. So we're really focused on breaking through that noise and focusing on young people's lived experience in order to deal with those issues that are coming up. Talking about porn with young people seems like every parent and child's nightmare. How did you manage to get so many young people to get involved? Yeah, the sex talk. That's always been a problem through the generations, I guess. Um, and, and I guess technology and the internet porn situation has just amplified that. Look, it's clear from our survey that young people actually are keen to talk about this topic, but in a safe way. Um, they can be conflicted about porn and how it makes them feel and, and their use of it. Um, and interestingly, many of them, most of them, feel that there should be some limits on the access that children and young people do have to porn. Um, yeah, we've found that young people have been really uh, keen to talk about this if they're given a chance and we have been all about giving them a chance in the last few years um, and uh, the, the problem is we've found is that adults either are not talking about it at all which is a very common thing um, or when they are talking about it they're maybe having quite one-way conversations that aren't particularly helpful to the young people. I guess I'd add it, as a parent um, parents do need help in this space so you know, we're thinking about how we can give parents tools and opportunities to broach this topic in a, in a non-threatening way, in a way that works for parents and for, and for their kids. Um, conversely, I think young people do appreciate the opportunities to talk about this in an open and safe way, maybe not necessarily with their parents, but in a way that they can engage with the issues and find out more about how they can manage their exposure to porn or their feelings about porn. So Henry, where to from here? Can you go in into a bit more depth about the second stage of the research? Yeah, so in a nutshell, uh, we've teamed up with the Collaborative Trust, an organisation in Christchurch, uh, for um, to carry out around 50 interviews with young people 14 to 17 years old, so that's the same uh, age bracket as for the survey we did. Um, we really want this to be a positive and empowering experience for young people and uh, so this is why we've teamed up with the Collaborative Trust which is entirely youth uh, focused and development focused 
and we've teamed up with youth uh, development organizations around the country to carry it out and to make sure we have people that are connecting to the young people um, that we're that we're talking to um, so in addition to hearing about young people's diverse experiences and views about porn we're focused on what young people want in terms of education and support so it's a very very it's a very practical focus ultimately so thanks for joining me today um, it is pretty clear that porn is a topic of interest and people are actually wanting more concrete resources and facts about it especially concerning young people and children in New Zealand thanks Caitlin um, although this is a hot topic right now and is likely to be for some time I personally don't think this is a situation where anyone should be panicking about about the situation and about porn panic never really got anyone anywhere um, but we don't think this is something that should be ignored and looked away from as it has been for some time um, we think there are things that can be done to help young people in this area if we have the evidence and if we listen to what young people themselves are saying and you know key to this is making this a topic that people can talk about yeah and to add to that we, I, I think we one of the things the research program so far has been doing and continues to do uh, is exactly that it makes it more of a topic that people can actually feel a little bit more comfortable as time goes on actually having those conversations um, so yeah in, in this process we want to put young people's experiences front and center and um, we really want to, to the effect of that is to provide effective support and education that really resonates with them as opposed to just being very sort of top-down from from adults in their lives um, basically all young people deserve quality consistent relationship and sexuality education and porn really needs to be a part of this discussion I think generally as a society uh, we need to do better Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please see our website for our Stage 1 research, updates about Stage 2, and for general information about our office.